Hello, welcome to Black Cap Recap, where two bald guys wear black ball caps and dive into the deeper meaning of movies, TV, and media. We're your co-hosts, Sean McCannelly and Aaron Russo. This is a conversation between two friends, and we hope that you enjoyed as much as we do. Looking ahead to 2023, here we are in... Is this December twelfth? Last today? three weeks uh, of, three weeks this, of 2022. And I pulled up a list of release dates, known release dates for movies and shows. And of those, the ones I was interested in seeing. Um, and on the list, there was nothing, there was no, no movies that popped out to me before in the first half of the year. So like the first one that I noted was Indy 5 on June 30th. But I that's the first? That's the first thing I noted that's coming out that I'm like, I want to see that. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Nothing so until like, June. Yeah, I'm like, oh man. Really? So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't oh. know if that has to do, like, is that like a COVID wave like problem where like it's still catching up? Like from a, they had that hard shutdown. I don't know if that like has this multi-year like traffic jam effect, right? I, um, I don't and, know. And like it creates like a sparsity in. Well, oh, I mean, or maybe there's just a lot of movies coming out that you don't want to see. Or I don't know enough about them and I need to research them further. But so Indy 5, the trailer for that just came out, obviously. Um, you know, it has a DH Harrison Ford, which we knew was coming. Um, yeah, I've like heard. I've actually heard that a lot of that is archival footage. That's I heard Harrison Ford mention that. that yeah. There's not a lot of. That it's more than just. They didn't just film him. Yeah. At, at 80 years old and then de-age that footage. Right. They were like playing with, but they they have a 1933. Uh, Indiana Jones because it takes place in 1969. Right. And like the space race, right? So like, but I, it either involves time travel or, or like flashbacks. And I think it's time travel because it's called Dial of Destiny, which makes you think like Nazis are trying to like go back and make Deutschland great again or something. <laughs> They're trying to like make it so Hitler doesn't lose the war. Like I don't know. Like they maybe they figure out Indiana Jones like is the thread that is the, like he caused them to lose the war ultimately by his medal they, they in the wanna... 30s. So if they can like kill him in the past. They can like ultimately win World War Two and dominate everything. I don't know, <laughs> and like he's got to go back in time. Like I wonder if they're gonna do like 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 with Star Trek, where it's like Spock goes back and meets Spock Prime, who's older, right? So it's like are right. they gonna have like our old Harrison Ford as old Indy is meeting de-aged Indy, who we also know as <laughs> as Indiana Jones from what we remember from forty years ago. Like, are those two gonna like meet or like or like observe the other one? Right? Are they gonna either meet or just like we'll see a new perspective, right? If they go back in time, are we going to see another angle of, like, the uh, the idol swap or, like, all these moments where, like, our character is, like, watching that happen from over here because they're, like, flying around in time or something. That might be kind of fun or, like, weird or I don't know. Like, I don't want to... I don't want anything to get screwed up with the timeline. There's rumors that are d- disturbing if true. I don't know. I don't want to give. I haven't heard any of them. I've just heard that people are not necessarily excited about those rumors. I'm nervous about him, and I know the director's come out against it. But it's like, so part of me wants to be like, well, yeah, he says it. But I'm also like, well, of course he would say that if he wants to try to deflect, right? Like, so I'm like, "Ah, I can't. I can't decide like what. Well, I think I think this came off. He came real hard. He pushed back real hard. I'm like, man, dude, like this is a classic example of some of the things we've been talking about, though. Like, here's a, you know. Something like Indiana Jones 5, right? Who would have thought they'd be saying that, you know? Is, <clears throat> how is it, it's different from Avatar in the sense, to me at least, in the sense that, like, Indiana Jones I consider to be, like, a, a time-honored formula and franchise. Like, yeah. it, it has not lost its, you know, like, there's a lot of people right. that, you know, like, like when, 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 when there's any little tidbits of rumors about any kind of Indiana Jones, like that has immediate, right. like, right. Whereas Avatar, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I think it's because for me, so like, like we were talking about, we've talked about before, like how our dads maybe, right. Their icons were like Wayne, um, John Wayne, like the masculine icon, right, with John Wayne or the astronauts, right? 
for us like Gen X and older millennials, especially the ones who aren't um, jocks, it's like it, it's like it, you have like the rocky bodybuilder zone of like masculine icons of the 80s, like Schwarzenegger and all that. Mm-hmm. And like the ones who are not meatheads look up to Indiana Jones. Like he's the rough, tough, but smart and bookish. Like he had that, he yeah. has that Clark Kent, he has yeah. the Clark Kent Superman thing because he's got like his nerdy tweed jacket persona, which also like the girls like the love you on the right. eyes. Like he still has some swag right. in that world, but then he has this alternate ego he goes when he goes in the field. Right. Like, that's so cool, right? And so like I feel like he's, to me, he's like one of the, like he's the epitome of like masculinity of my youth, right? Of like growing up in the 90s Indiana Jones. and 2000s was like looking back at Indy in the 80s. He was who I looked up to more than anyone else in the 80s of that era. Like as far as the icons of that era, like he's the top of my list because like I identified more with like his like book worship, bookish, you know, archaeologist, smart, academic, but tough, you know, cuff and gruff he grows out the five o'clock shadow when he's out in the field and he yeah. shaves when he gets home and he's got the glasses versus the, and just I don't know and he's kind of like an anti-hero especially in Raiders right he's one of the Raiders of the Lost Ark he's not necessarily like the good guy he's kind of like flirting with that anti-hero thing right. in, even at that time um, like he just like shoots that guy right <laughs> like he doesn't like have honorable combat he doesn't no, he's like he's similar to James Bond yeah and he's like figuring it out he's, that's what I also liked about him is he, he kind of is stumbling through the whole thing. Like, he's, like, barely right, he's, making it he's through. Flawed. He's getting beat up like crazy. Like, especially in Temple of Dune, he gets almost, like, he gets, he gets completely turned to the dark side in Temple of Dune, and then he, like, barely makes it out of that place alive. Right. Scarred, burned, like, barely makes it out. Like, remember he, like, stop, finally stops that cart, and he's, like, shoes are on fire, and he's, like, got, like, his hands wrapped, and it's just, like... Well, he's, he's frequent, frequently, frequently rescued by... Yeah. The woman or right. the kid yep. or the like he's, he's not in a scrape and and he he, he almost he, dies at the beginning of temple of doom he's actually poison. completely yeah. like he'd be dead if it wasn't yeah. for some of these other people around him so i yeah i just like it because he's not like just kicked on the door and blast everyone like he's figuring it out right like, yeah like yeah more, he's, like, he's not like, rambo he's not the yeah he's like he's just yeah he's like he's not a killing machine yeah he's barely making it he's through. not he's a, got a six shooter he only has six yeah. bullets at a time you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and a whip right so anyway, but to me, it ended with them all riding off in the sunset at the end of Last Crusade. Like, I don't know why you, you the only reason they made Indy 5 is because they made Indy 4 and it wasn't great. I don't think they would have made Indy 5 if Indy 4 didn't exist. I mean, the question to ask, right? the, the ultimate question is, why make an Indy 5? And the, and the short answer is we money. Still, and we still have Harrison Ford. Yeah, you're going to make, it's, it's going to make money. And he actually likes the character on like Han Solo. He doesn't like, you know, he wanted to kill Han Solo. He, but, but at the end of the day, a studio is not going to make a movie just because Harrison yeah. Ford likes to play Indiana right. Jones. Like, at the end of the day, they're not going to green light that project unless they think it can make money. Yeah. So the, the next, so we already know going into it that we're going to see a movie that was made because... They know that there's there's no way they're going to lose their money. Yeah, they're going to make at least eight hundred million. They're going to make their money. Yeah. The question is, are we going to get a good movie while they make their money? <laughs> and, and to that, and, and they don't care because the money's the money. And well, I mean, I'm sure someone cares. I'm sure the people who who are in the creative yeah. process care. Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked by you know I can watch the worst movie and then watch the behind the scenes and I see how much people care. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a creative process and it's a labor of of creativity and right. and all those things. But I think you know. But then again, also like I think so much of this is about what we you know. Like when I go to see Indiana Jones Five, I'm not going into it like I'm going in to see. I don't know. Trying to think of an example. I mean, it's just it's 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 similar to Star Wars. Yeah, it's. I'm going in for a good time. Yeah, and I I don't not that I don't want it to be good. Yeah, I want it to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going into it expecting to see something like, I don't know. I mean, there's so many different examples. Um, I'm not going in there expecting to see something like, um. 
like the Hurt Locker, you know, right, or something like. It's uh, like, like I'd be fine if it was like I know, like like national the National Treasure movies were trying to like kind of play off that idea yeah. of the Indiana Jones like adventure, like the history adventure kind of thing, or like Where in the World is Carmen San Diego and that kind of thing, right? And like I hope it doesn't descend to that level of like that's like B tier compared to like Indiana Jones's A tier adventure, but like yeah, a good time is what you're after with it. Well, like, I mean, that's my expect. My expectation, right, is like the movies like Raiders of the the Indiana Jones, Star Wars, um, even to to a, maybe to a lesser degree, but like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, like they are escapism, yeah, and they are nostalgia, and they are fun, and they are you know they're not. It's not like. Brokeback Mountain, you know, or or or, right. or you know these these other. It's not, it's not deep fare or like no, uh, yeah, like it's rich, not rich fare. Um, and and that's it, it's comfort food. <laughs> it's it's fine. Like I, I yeah. think the, I think the problem the, the trouble we get into as consumers and as people who would do a podcast or a YouTube channel is it's like it's like like for me like you mentioned that Top Gun Maverick is you know showing up on all these right. top ten lists for 2022. That is to me utterly laughable and to me that movie was the only reason I was disappointed by that movie is because everybody was telling me oh no no this is actually a good movie and then I watched it and I'm like it is not it's just a good Top Gun movie hmm. which isn't hard to do oh yeah like you can do a good Top Gun movie mm -hmm. but don't try to tell me that this is the Dark Knight or some other masterpiece <laughs> like Top Gun Maverick is wouldn't even be on my top 50 all time. Like it's not even close. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't horrible, but like, don't try to tell me, oh, wow, hey everyone, Top Gun Maverick isn't even, not only is it better than we thought, it's one of the best movies of the year. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like half the time when you're not watching someone fly around, you're cringing at the dialogue. I was anyway, like, like the characters, some of the nostalgia scenes were some of the most ridiculously like I mean like it was like well we got to have the scene where they're singing you've lost that loving feeling <laughs> we got to have the scene where the guys are on the beach with their shirts off we got to have the scene like are you kidding me like if this is the the the, the bar for for the best movies of the year like what I don't know maybe you feel differently I don't know I, I, I I think that that's. I think that's, it did the nostalgia thing, like it leaned fully into that, and like just did it to the teeth, right? And was like unabashedly nostalgic. It was an unabashed nostalgia grab, and it knew who it was playing to, and it played the tune exactly, like right. Yeah, but all, but all the, the, but everybody the was saying, "Oh, it's more than that." The the, the, the buzz was, "This is actually like." astonishingly good filmmaking nostalgia that was that was what i mean that was, i don't know what the rating is on rotten tomatoes it's like 95 96 right. you must like, be the five percent like, that doesn't like it. like what <laughs> i was like are you kidding me like come on like don't don't tell me please the people don't tell me that dark knight and top gun maverick <laughs> are neck and neck like there's just no that's just un that's impossible like like the, the the and I, I think that that's why it's important to have a sense of like like I I, I, I think that it's important to, to put context like like because like even you get a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes to something like Top Gun Maverick and then you get a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes for something like Dark Knight, which is even higher than ninety five. Right. But like a lot of the Marvel movies, get up into the '80s or yeah. low '90s, you know, and you go watch them, and you're like, Think "Yeah, that's not those. Those are 70 percent." Winter Soldier movies. got the highest one, which yeah. deservedly so. Like that, it's a good standalone, almost. But 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 those are not like. But like Silence, right, is really highly rated, and that's like a whole different category of like, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like that's actually. I feel like yeah. To my recollection, this is just me talking. Yeah. I don't know what this like means that 90 to anyone. Plus percent to your. This, this is this is this is what I think has happened. <laughs> I think it's I think and I think I I will blame Marvel, the Marvel franchise, for this, <laughs> as much as I think that there's some something to be seen there. But the Marvel franchise created, I think what it did, because I remember this happening, like. 
for, for, for a while, when the Marvel movies first were coming out, people were like, these are not very good. Right. Like phase one. Yeah. Like Iron Man and then And then sometimes, and then every once in a while, a, a Marvel movie would come out and they're like, oh, that was better than we expected. Right. No. I'm going to give that an 80-something or maybe, you know. And Probably it, starting and with it kept, like Avengers and it kept, 1. And then pretty soon, I feel like what it did was it just created like this false mm. new baseline. Yeah. Where like, well, it's slightly better than garbage. 95. And it's like, <laughs> what? Like... Right. And like to me, and I, this, I know this is terrible and there's people I can think of in my mind right now that would hate me to hear me say this, but the epitome, the, the pinnacle of that was Black Panther, yeah. which was utterly mediocre, right. formulaic, With the hype train, and you could make the argument that while it was truly groundbreaking in so many different ways that are important, it was also pretty stereotype, did a lot of stereotyping, did yeah. a lot of weird mm-hmm. like stuff where I was like, Huh? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like this is this is not like like if you want to see something of true significance as it relates to something like race, you know, then colonization. Go yeah. go see, you know, with that movie with Daniel Kaluuya who played um the guy from the Black Panthers. I mean, go go see something like that. Mm-hmm. See Fruitvale Station with Michael B Jordan before he completely sold out. Go see <laughs> Like twelve years a slave goes, mm-hmm. you know, don't. Black Panther is not the pinnacle <laughs> of like Afro whatever. Like, right. Like, it's just pop culture's homage to it, right? You know. And it, were there things about the movie I liked? Sure, there wasn't, you know. But I mean, to me, that that kind of created this weird thing of like, and like, oh my gosh, like I can't tell you how many times I've. Another one that, that, that sticks in my mind is The Jungle Book. I don't know if you ever saw the live-action no. Jungle Book. I mean, it's still, to this day, revered as like this. You know, and I watched it, and I was like, this... I can't barely sit through it. Like, <laughs> like, I haven't seen any of those Disney live-actions. I think you have to go into... You know, like when I go in to watch Indiana Jones 5, I'm not going in there... I have no expectation to see the best movie I've ever seen. Right. Um, Just looking to have fun. If 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 if, if it if it's as good as any of the first three, I'm going to be over the moon. Yeah. And I'm going to love it, and I'm going to watch it over and over again, and I'm going to stream it, and I'm going to talk about it. But I'm never going to be under the illusion that it's, you know, one of the most important movies ever made, no. or that it had some particular impact on my life. I think. That, you know, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of ways you could talk about it. But I think. I think that. I think that because I do think that there's actually a lot of value to creating things like Indiana Jones, Star Wars. You know, these things that are exist like in the realm of um, you know escapism and mm-hmm. fun and adventure and. Well, I think that's what. You know, that's fine. I think that's what. Black Panther tapped into that no movie had done yet is it gave like this fanta- fantasy utopian vision of like what a uncolonized Africa might have become or might become someday like it gave this like alternate history idea or like the very idea of a Wakanda like a hidden Atlantis kind of Atlantis in Africa kind of sure. idea like that tapped into something the deeply into the dreams of people who've been colonized for hundreds of years if not thousands of years mm-hmm. and like culturally have that wound in that we have that scar and that baggage today. Um, and it gave that escape for a moment. Like you're in the movie, if you, you know, you're watching this movie, you're like kind of bathing in <laughs> this like world that could have been, right? Yeah. So I think that's what it was hitting on a lot. Um, I don't know. But, and then I think that that was being picked up on by like the white audiences was like kind of adjacent to that glow a little bit and like also getting more warmed by that I don't know like or just like oh our white guilt is getting assuaged a little bit in this moment because like look we're here we bought the ticket to the movie and part, like, we're to supporting me, it and we're good to me the part yeah. of the, the reason why it resonated like that is because it was it was in, in the in the in the context of the Marvel context right Marvel movies largely <laughs> have nothing to say about anything yeah, that's and true. then Black Panther comes out and has something to say about something. Yeah, and we all go, oh, "This is amazing! Like, oh my gosh!" It's like, no, this is just this is just Marvel when it's not complete bubblegum. <laughs> like when it's not just yeah, yeah. you know Thor that's, and Hulk and that's a good jokes and 
And I mean, Marvel's right. the Marvel franchise. They're comic book movies. Yeah, they're comic book <laughs> movies. Like, yeah. there's nothing not socially, novel movies. socially redeeming yeah, about right. any of it. Right. <laughs> then Black Panther comes out. Right. And you're like, oh, wow, hey, Marvel mm-hmm. can be semi-socially relevant. Movie of the year. Like, <laughs> what? Like, no, it's still a Marvel movie. It's been a movie of the year. Terrible, terrible things there. Hopefully, Oppenheimer is the movie of the year. <laughs> Doesn't that, does that come out? Oh, that July comes out 21st. in July. Okay, yep. now that's, that is that's certainly one. Christopher Nolan, Cillian Murphy is the lead. I think Robert Downey Jr. is in it. And yes. Emily Blunt, who's one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that today. There's very little they're showing or telling us about it, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, that's I'm there a, for that's it. A, I'm that's going to be an opening weekend <laughs> yeah. IMAX. Yes. Uh, that's almost certainly going to be a black cap recap Oh, 100%. 100%. To watch 100%. that movie. I don't know what else we could say about that, but <laughs> that's like definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, for the, maybe for the people don't know, that's about the development of the atomic bomb. Um, by Robert, is it Robert Oppenheimer? Yes. There was a movie uh, that scientist. came out many, many years ago with Paul Newman called Fat Man and Little Boy, mm. which I don't know That's if you've ever heard of. That's what the bombs were. Right? Yes. Yeah. Which is also, uh, even though it doesn't, I mean, Oppenheimer is a major right. character in the story. So I'm very curious having that movie in my background. It's, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Newman, John Cusack, Laura Dern. Um, very good movie. I would. I think you would yeah. really like it. Um, I should watch it before Oppenheimer. Yeah, it was. It's a very <laughs> good, very good, um, and it shows like you know the 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 a lot of the um, divisions that were within the scientific community as they were developing it, and and it kind of shows how like, Oppenheimer really it yeah. largely portrays him as someone who sold his soul. Right. Uh, I hope there's an Einstein parody or not parody uh, cameo or somebody who plays, plays Einstein, because I think Einstein was, like, the moral conscious of this. Like, dude, we shouldn't do this. Like, this is not... Because he was alive, right, at the end of his life at this, and he was like, I don't know. Like, this is yeah. like a Pandora's box we can't ever close. Like, if we break the atom... Well, that's the that's that's the know. age old debate, right? And then like, Indiana you know, Jones gets nuked by the fridge, right? Did the nuclear... <laughs> did the atomic bomb... Save more lives or kill you know, more did lives. We, like did bombing count, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The yeah. total body count of nuclear bombs is very low compared to the alternative of conventional war that might have occurred had they not. Yeah, like that's the age-old debate of like what would it have taken to conquer Japan, right? How many millions of lives and how many years? The, the trouble is when when it's <laughs> like when you start when you start. That's I, just justification and right because it's like you know it's like uh, when is murder right? right. Like oh, wait or you could say like the entire Cold War like. We never had a hot war, and it would have been the end of the humanity. But the fact that everyone had nukes pointing at each other and everyone was afraid to pull the trigger first, like, kind of made us all safer. <laughs> it's like, eh. kind of worked out that way, but it really could have gone another way, like the Cuban Missile Crisis. And then, like, I think there was this one, like, in the 80s where, like, literally, like, this Russian missile op- or, like, somebody who, like, operates radar or whatever, and his, like, his, like, warning light went off, and, like, he was supposed to, like, push a button that like launches his nukes when he sees that light go off. And he w- he thought, he like was like, mm. like I think that's a malfunction and it turned out to be a malfunction. And he like second guessed himself and didn't push the button. And it was literally a malfunctioning warning <laughs> from the Soviet technology. And, I would like, say that- He started World War III on accident, right? Thinking it was happening. Like that, that's how close we got. I and would say that making the argument that the optimal paradigm for civilization is essentially the two biggest bullies on the block pointing loaded guns at each other that was the mutually assured destruction not not the most ideal conditions for human yeah that's that's not exactly hey look at look at how far we've come like you don't have a safe neighborhood if like the two (laughs) biggest alpha dads on the block are like armed to the teeth and like and like have like this like rival uh christmas lights thing going on or something you know and it's like that's not a really a healthy neighborhood, but it's like it's temporarily peaceful or non non conflict, but like it's a powder keg, and it's like as soon as one kid's one kid runs off with the other kid's daughter or whatever, like it's gonna be something's gonna trigger a conflagration. I mean, if if we get and to the point where the only reason that we don't destroy each other is because we don't want to destroy each other, right? That's not humanity at its best, right? But and it so might it be humanity kind of, it's quite at the best we can get. It didn't. That we that Cold War ended peacefully. It's kind of amazing. 
I mean, a lot of the nukes aren't accounted for even still. So it's like, where, where all those nukes go? <laughs> but like, uh, everyone like de-escalated and like denuclearized or whatever, more or less. Like there's less nukes around now, I guess, than there was at the height of the Cold War. And it's like, that's kind of amazing. Still enough ultimately. to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And humanity. And like Putin's got his thumb on the finger right now. So it's like, well... <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that's definitely on my list, top of the list. Oppenheimer. Well, that and then Dune Part 2 is November 3rd. So that's the second half of the first book of Dune, which is more action-packed even uh, and more... Um, like he's like he's now like that's, Paul of the desert, right? Yeah. At that time, he's that's, like fully immersed with... That's more like Avatar, honestly. He's like embedded now with the Fremen and like revolting against the the emperor and all that like they've taken over the planet and it's like it's like the battle for arrakis basically is mm-hmm. the second half of the book um so that's what they just wrapped up the other day filming it actually november so 3rd sure. yeah november okay. 3rd so definitely that's definitely something i would i would be excited about and then one i didn't even know existed i had to like i saw it said hunger games i was like hunger games mm-hmm. it's like it's a she wrote a prequel book yeah, she did. about yeah. President Snow when he was younger yep. and he was either in the games or like a men- I guess he was in the games and then a mentor of the games and he like that's how it's like how he becomes like evil or whatever mm-hmm. um, and they made the movie about it apparently and it's coming out November 17th and I enjoyed those movies we re- I read the books and watched the I movies I loved the books yeah the movies were okay yep I think Catching um, Fire was my favorite book and pretty good movie um hunger games the first book was more raw like if they had made it r it would have been more real to the book but they had to make it like young well it's a ya book so you couldn't really but like they had lost their audience yeah there was like more like overt violence in the book that they couldn't have shown on screen yeah kind of like made it a little less like if they could have squid gamed it it would have been like wow (laughs) but they can't because it's kids right but but the books were pretty dark. Yeah, like and when yeah, what's when um, it's pretty dark. What's his face like? Kind of goes off the deep end with the bombings and stuff, and like ends up killing Prim right in the bombings, and he's kind of like, well, whatever. This is war. And she's like, okay, I guess I'm. Yeah, I'm I mean, guy and now. there's there's like, a. I remember reading those books and thinking this is like deep like PTSD yeah. shit here. Like this is. That's why I think they they use it only in high school. I think is what I've heard. At least the latter two books, they might do Hunger Games in middle school. Or even like as low as fifth grade for some kids, but like they won't do Mockingjay until high school because of that. It's like because she like embedded herself in like Iraq War stuff and like PTSD and like all that stuff to like yeah those, those are mindset. those are violent books yeah and like with very dark survivors of subject matter yeah and survivors of trauma like that's what it gets into yeah and that's good like that's good for kids to or high school, I can say kids, but then they are, but like, you know, 15 to 18 year olds or whatever, high school age. It's good to like learn about that and get your head around that. Um, and it's a good way to do it, but it's also, then it feels weird, like being entertained by, like, it's like, we are the capital people. If we're like watching, like here I am watching the, I'm watching kids kill each other in the Hunger Games, just like the people in the capital, like in this movie, <laughs> like it's kind of meta, right? <laughs> I, I think that that was a classic example of a someone who just they 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 had their fingers on the pulse yeah right and time. they they just it was just it's the perfect it was the right, t- right time for those stories they came out like right and, in the worst parts of, of the Iraq war before we got out of it so like they were coming out and right as the waves right of guys before occupy Wall Street yeah or right around right. that yeah. time so like the fervor of, of the class war yeah. and like the whole idea of this like you know, that's, that's why like permanent fire, strata people like everyone's doing like the the rue symbol and like they're all rising up in all yeah. the districts and it's like, good yes, stuff yes here we go it's good let's stuff go, the go. books the books got me yeah and i I, w- I remember reading those books and thinking this is not ya like yeah what like yeah like some similar like, like i still can't figure out why the harry potter books are in the kids section of Barnes and Noble. <laughs> i mean i think they move i think they take the last four or the last three to the other section, the first four. I've right. never seen them anywhere but the kids section, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's all I had for movies. Do you, do you know other, any other movies coming out? I haven't really looked forward very much. Um, I'm more tuned into TV. Yeah. So I for that, it's like, it's half it's half Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> Bad so Patch, Mando, and then at some point, Acolyte. Ahsoka. Ahsoka, and then maybe Skeleton Crew, but that's probably... 
like early. That's probably like I early twenty four. My understanding is we might get all of them next yeah. year. Yeah. So twenty twenty three could be a huge year for Star Wars TV. Unfortunately, no movies still, and nothing on the horizon unless Taika Waititi. Well, might, let's like, let's let's park there for a second because I think that that's an important like. I mean, Star Wars is in a strange place because yeah. they. I get. I think it would be safe to say, in spite of the financial yeah. facet of things, that Star Wars, the the part of the the movie part of the franchise, is in deep doo doo. Yeah. Like their life support. Like yes. Or on like a, a comatose. Yes. <laughs> like it's like yeah. um, vegetable state. <laughs> what are we going to There's do? No here? projects. Like apparently, anywhere close to being. Well, so Built, this is this is what know, I think. I think action, you know. I think that there's a lot of ways we could look at that, but I what I do think is that part of the reason for that, apart from COVID or or, yeah. or just you know people who want to blame Kathleen Kennedy or whatever, I think that the reason for that is that they've they've what quite possibly is the case, and I could be wrong, but some of the things we heard this week could play into that is that they. They decided to put the cart before the horse, and they're gonna you let, let the TV shows push lead and yeah. push the movies instead right. of the movies pushing the so TV like the shows. So, the end game event that they're setting up at the shows will be a movie down the line. I think. I think like, that they're like doing Marvel Phase Two. I think that shows. this coming year, yeah, they're gonna set a table through right. all these shows. Yeah, and it's all connected. That's gonna lead to a Thanos a, a like, movie. Yeah expression yeah and so but to do that you've yeah. got to hold back a bunch of groundwork and i mean i'm just i'm not saying that that's good or bad um i think that depending on who you listen to i mean I, I, start I, I think i i'm very excited for the shows yeah i think that um, Especially Acolyte, I think that's going to be a bit of a. I think hit. I I give I give Disney a little bit more slack than maybe other people do because I do think that they they got screwed because well first they they botched the sequels mm -hmm. and we'll put that that on them yeah. and then but then the, the, right after the sequels were done we hit the pandemic mm -hmm. which is right when they were launching Disney Plus which is right, right. when they were opening you know they they had just opened just galaxy's edge Mando season they, two they were they were it. they were like it was like yeah that's true the before they galaxy's could even edge. really get out of the gate after the sequels because galaxy's edge isn't even finished right it's not fully realized even today right i feel mm, like it is i thought there was like parts of it that you can kind of even see like what might have been or like like it's like 80 percent no no it's they just out there. one of the 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 the, the flagship ride got delayed i think on the west coast okay and existed only on the east coast okay. for a while but my point is just that i think that i think it i think they got stuck because before they could figure out how to recover from what some people might say was the tragedy of the sequels and solo and rogue one you had covid they're just launching a streaming service, which is totally uncharted territory right. for them. Mm -hmm. And now they got to figure out how to make good on the promise of Disney Plus in the middle of a pandemic. Every time you see production photos for any of the shows, everybody's in a mask. They're using the volume. Yep. It's all, you know. And I think that that they that all created the perfect storm of like, it's a combination of some poor decisions and some very unfortunate circumstances, Carrie Fisher dying, yep. the pandemic, um, those things just created things that I think they couldn't overcome But creatively. in the self-inflicted column, the perhaps over-reliance on the volume, or like they defaulted to the volume for Kenobi when that medium worked for Mando season one, at least, like because most of season one of Mando was shot in there and it was like the groundbreaking technology that proved it. Like that show proved the concept. Mm -hmm. But like I think Kenobi suffered for being overly reliant on that technology. But I think I think I mean to oh my, my understanding, if my memory serves me, like 
part of the reason, I think part of the reason they depended on the volume more than maybe they should have is because of the pandemic. Yeah, no, I know. Like, but it's a double whammy of like, they've got this thing, they invested a lot in it. They got a hit on their hands of Mando. Let's keep it going. Yeah, like, I think they physically can't. I think they had to make else, a decision blah, blah, blah. to either yeah. further delay Kenobi yeah. or just grind it out through the volume. And they right. were like, we're grinding and it out. And then like Book of Bofa is like this weird, like it was maybe going to be a, a short series of just like they like mashed together a couple things to make the seven episode thing we got of like, let's do Mando season three, episode zero in there. Like, I don't think that was, I don't think what we got was the plan from no. conception. I think no. they like bashed something together. I think that was all COVID stuff. And yeah. they were trying they were, to figure out what yeah. to do. They were calling audibles on that play they, they, the whole time. They knew that the sequel trilogy characters had no life in them. Yeah. Um, they, struck gold with Grogu. Right, so like we gotta get Grogu back into this yep. show to like yep. hand him off. Like he's the little MacGuffin that is just like, that directs the attention of the Eye of Sauron of us viewers. Like wherever Grogu is, we're gonna look, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're gonna, hey everyone, here's Grogu. Like, well, I'll watch Mando season three, because that's where he's at. Clearly. He's in the little hub in the little N1 Starfighter. They like, are going to put you know? Mando and Grogu, <laughs> I think personally, that the TV realm is going to, not exclusively, but is largely going to exist in what people have called the Mandoverse. Yeah. And that all those things are going to cross over to the big screen. Yeah. I think that's generally where right. it's going. And that's not irrational and not a bad idea. And like, I'm, I'm not against that. Like, no, that, that's I think fine. I think that's I'm not like super jazzed up about it, but it's like, that's what we got. Like that's, but it's also like kind of sad, like, man, like Star Wars until 2019 or until, until COVID Star Wars was movies and like mm -hmm. there's no movies to be had and it's but like, I think I, I, I think to, that like, that's just my like but if you think about it like it's more that's, content that's, that's the thing like more that's, hours of content that's the world now though yeah like yeah and it's even like the movies over, even yeah. the movies that come out they're just like I I, I can't believe we're, we're now in a, in a in a in a time when whenever you see a trailer it's like you know it either has to explicitly say only in theaters yeah or it says in theaters on this on. date, streaming on this date, and it's like not mm. even a month. Yeah, so no, yeah, it's really quick. You so still have like, to wait like six months to we're get it on we're DVD. we're we're not in we're not in the world where yeah. you have to where the movies have to carry the franchise. It's True. almost inverted. Yeah. It, I mean it to the point where like some of the biggest franchises in pop culture right now don't exist in the movies at all. Yeah. And so this is like this is like a little bit of a baby steps like awkward awkward emu stage right where they're like they're figuring out that inversion and like how that works and how to do it well and how to master it and it's happening in real time and we're seeing like mm -hmm. the awkward the awkward uh, ugly duckling stage of this right now and like the beautiful well, swan I think... like how you execute a multiverse from a single show and then you widen it way out and then you bring it to a point in a movie that like is channeling like everything in all the energy into the little like end game event like that structure of how you do a five-year franchise open up and then zero back in like they're gonna that's try completely like unprecedented right but like that's i'm saying like we're seeing the training wheels we're seeing like draft one or version one of that and yes like, that's going to be the model and like it's unfortunate that star wars has to be the one innovating it but it also makes sense that star wars would be the one innovating it but it's like i want to see like i want to see star wars like take the proven concept and then like deliver on that platform, that proven platform, instead of like build the platform, because like you kind of get hit yeah. services along the way. I'd rather have like Star Wars step in and go, all right, like now that we have decided what the game of baseball is, we're gonna bring the Yankees on and show you how to play baseball. Like I'll show you how baseball is played. Well, that's what they did. That's Marvel, right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, or or you could say yeah, maybe Marvel showed the way, right? This Marvel, is the way. Mar Marvel, and Disney's is... like, okay, we're gonna do the same thing, but it's like if they don't do it as good or worse. Right. Then well, it's like I think they I think tried and failed, and it's like, well, the JV like how Star is Wars the is the team? first flagship franchise to have to figure out how to exist in this inverted, upside down right, media Marvel landscape. Had the movies. Yeah, they started right. with the movies yeah. before there was any streaming. Yeah, they just released twenty and movies in ten years. Now, <laughs> I mean, I think we really, truly are yeah. in the midst of a like, like profound paradigm shift in terms yeah. of like how people consume media yeah. like when you talk about the attention spans when we when we use the terms tv and movies 
now, right. it's, it doesn't mean anything that no. it meant yeah. 20 years ago. Right. Like, like 20 yeah. years ago, TV was like the ugly duckling. Mm -hmm. Like that was where you went for like, you know, well. You either got your start in your career or your end of your career on TV, right? Well, TV, TV was just, TV was just universally accepted to be the lesser mm -hmm. genre. Right. Where lower quality stuff was put out. Yes, quantity over quality. And, yeah, and then yeah. the movies was the prestige and like you, thing. And like a few shows were like must watch every week, right? Dallas or whatever and Miami Vice. But like it took that took some maturity. But like 60s and 70s, it's like, oh, I missed an episode of Archie Bunker. Like I didn't even know I missed it. And like take it or leave it and you don't miss anything. And it's like, you're not like, oh man, I'm lost in the plot. I lost well, the plot. Well, and it was also, it's also like, just eh. like, it's just like serialized and not, or like episodic and not serialized, what, right? What, what I think this is, what I think this is, there's a whole another, which I, I kind of want to talk about last week, but I think it's really an interesting subject that we could talk about for a long time, which is just this, what I would just call, I guess, for lack of a better expression, the like distraction industrial complex. Like <laughs> we, we are in this realm and I think I think we're starting to see um, what might we might call a streaming bubble burst, because I think like any other thing, right? Like Netflix, Netflix, you know, comes along and they pave this, you know, blaze this trail, and then everybody wants to be the next Netflix. Yeah, but that's not realistic. Right. Like we in five years, we might look back at. Like I had like we, I found my at my parents' house this like Monopoly, um, like Monopoly dot com edition or something, and it was like from the year like two thousand ish, and it's like it has like like Enron and right you know like Qualcomm like has all these companies that like don't exist anymore that all blew up in the tech bubble yeah right and so it's like I'm thinking like man in five years like if someone showed me like a screenshot of like in December 2022, here's all your streaming options. And you could just like look and laugh and be like, oh man, like ESPN Plus, that died. And like, oh, Disney Plus is crap now. Or like, man, that was back when Disney Plus was nothing. And now it's well, I think, I think Or like Paramount Plus went away or like, you know. We're getting to the knows? point, like to, for me, from my lifetime, and this is going back to that thing you sent the other week with the Atari joystick yeah. and like the PS5 controller, right? Like. Dang, because I could really talk about this for a long time. I mean, we, we've gone from, like, in terms of, like, what I would just say, like, if we go back to, like, the beginning of television to now. Yeah. We've gone from, like, I mean, when, te when television started, it wasn't even on 24 hours a day. Yeah. Like they played the national anthem, and that was there that. was there was like, <laughs> like and, but there was but there was only, there was even like the, like <laughs> nothing on in the, during the morning, like there was no it was just like there were a handful of shows that like came the morning on. News. No, there were no morning news. Not even local or anything. Like when you go back to like the the early days of television, there was like a handful of shows that would like the networks. There was no network television, like <laughs> and there was certainly no cable. Yeah, and like we have gone from like <laughs> where there's like. On One Atari illustrated. joystick. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, I mean, video games are a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. Like, in my yeah, lifetime, even, that's in 40 we've years. gone from yeah. Pong, right. two lines and a ball, to Jedi Survivor, to something that is... Red Dead a, Redemption 2, which is like literally just real life living in the West. You can like hunt and you can just like grow a beard. And, that is... Like, it's amazing. <laughs> that is... That is... Yeah. I don't know that you can overstate the significance. Yeah. yeah. When, whether you look at video games... Movies, television, like it's like it's like it's like when when TV and movies first started. You know, it was like, like I remember, like you you, you it, at movie theater. You went to the movie theater. It was one screen, maybe two. Mm -hmm. So there was only so many movies you could see. Yeah. Now, like we we you just across the board, like whether it's television, movies, like then we went to the multiplex, like mm -hmm. ten theaters, twelve theaters, like. You couldn't see all the movies, right? right? Then you add the streaming, and then there's movies on streaming, movies in the theaters, movies in the theaters and streaming. It was made for cable. Like, like we TV went from like movies. we went from like you know like like drinking out of like a dripping faucet to like this like fire hose, just yeah. like that. There's no way any one person could right. take it all in. Right. And I think that we're gonna reach the limit <laughs> of it's like 
there's only so many people. Like I only have two eyeballs. Yeah. Like I can't. We only have so much attention. And I have a job. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like there's only so much content we can actually consume. Yeah. But and then, but then they're like, someone's like, hold my beer, right? And they're like, well, we've analyzed and we found these like super users who are like on this like every single waking hour, and then some. They're on our content. Like, who are these people? Like, and but they can't be enough to, outliers, to right? sustain a, no. a, a commercial. Yeah. Which I think Disney is experiencing, right? Yeah. Like their yes. their platform. I do think it's like failing. a bubble is a good idea. Oh, good. I think I think the we're gonna order of things is like the, the the bell curve, and it's like we're peaking, and there's a pop point, and then bubble just descends, and then there's consolidation, right? That's the there's. I think that might be what's, and then there's consolidation. I think that might be what's studios happening with Disney. Yeah. I think Star Wars is going to right. have to, you know, it's it's you know they had initially said they were going to put out one or two movies a year or yeah. one every year, and then they pulled back on that. And you see Marvel still doing that, and it's I've given up. Just like, like Phase Four is no good. I've yeah. given up on trying to keep right. track. I can't. Yeah. It's like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like like that is just like. Uh, top heavy thing that's just gonna come falling down on itself. Like it's it's, you know, I I'm it's like, I can't I can't I you know I don't have the time like to, get a, the to get a PhD the in the multiverse. Gets too big and like then it comes back down and kills I, you. I need a PhD in yeah. quantum physics Trying to, to understand all, yeah. your freaking <laughs> comic book thing. Yeah. You know, like, and <laughs> it's fine. But that's what you do when you have multiverses. Right? Like, now you've got problems. Well, I mean, to me, that's that's also it's like like you're 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 creating um, you're creating you're making storytelling senseless because if Mm -hmm. if there's endless possibilities and no one can ever die and yeah, yeah, there's no story to tell. There's tension or it's just it's supposed to be tension conflict resolution or conflict tension resolution. That's like the heartbeat of a story. And if it's like if your if your heroes die and you just go back to a different timeline and they're alive again, it's just like nothing matters, and it's like this is just. And I firmly famous. believe that the reason for that is I think that the, I think the reason they do that is because then it's like, hey, this just makes it easier to make more money. <laughs> it's yeah. like I can endlessly tell this right. story. This story never ends. Right. So because the the system prioritizes the conveyor belt of product, of content, just churning out content, it doesn't assign almost any weight to the quality but you're, of it. what you're seeing is the fandoms right. are starting to kind of sour to Marvel and Star Wars they're yeah. kind of like you know this is yeah. like you're, you're putting out all this content and it's not that good so maybe or if it's good no one's watching it partially because what came before wasn't good like Andor was objectively good and no one watched it and is it because like people were like I don't want to try another show because the last two I tried it I didn't like it's like, well, but try this one. We promise. I mean, we I think, promise, right? I think at, the, like, at, uh, at the end of the day, I, 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 so for me with Star Wars, looking forward to 2023, right? It's like, I'm over the moon about it. Like I'm, I can't wait for there to be Mando and Bad Batch streaming at the same time. Like, right. I, they're all overlap. Give me Star Wars yeah. every day. Give me, <laughs> give me something coming out on Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. Like, it seems like most and I'll of 2023 will have something new. There will almost be an unbroken chain of content in 2023 with yeah. very few gaps, and, and which I'm, is the first time that's happened. Um, that's what I want. That would be kind of fun. I, it, if nothing else, it's like, well, new Star Wars year-round. Yeah. 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 I, Good, I've bad, started, or otherwise, who knows? I've started re-watching Bad Batch Season 1. To get caught up. Yeah. yeah, just to get back into it. And like, I definitely think that a lot of these shows, come they they they're better when you stream them. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad Batch especially. Like, some of those episodes by themselves are just like... It's better if you binge it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I, I think... But, but, I, but my approach to all of this is like... Star Wars is, will always exist for me as an escape, as a fun thing, as a... As a yeah. you know, not that Andor was typical Star Wars, but still. But at the end of the day, like... That's what I'm looking forward to the most about 2023 is all this Star Wars content. I'm not looking forward to really much of anything else. Um, So maybe we'll be surprised by something else out there, but I'm sure we will. We'll be happily satisfied. We won't have a shortage of Star Wars content. We we won't have a shortage. (laughs) It remains to be seen as how much we like it or not. Yeah, yeah. But I am I am notoriously easy to please when it comes to that. So I don't. And that's because I don't go into it. I never yeah, go yeah. into it expecting the highest right. quality. Yep. 
I just don't. Especially if it's, honestly, if it's animation. Like, I need to be really, like, pleasantly surprised at animation. Yeah. It's like, like Bad Batch, I'm not expecting Oscar-worthy stuff. No. Like, there was a few moments that surprised me. I'm not me. even expecting really good TV. Like, the whole crosshair dynamic was a cool, like, oh, that's kind of a unique thing they haven't done. Like, a morally gray or, like, a... Oh, like I can kind of see where he's coming from, and like, but I don't know if they're gonna like, are they gonna lean in full villain here? That's cool. Or are they gonna have him kind of waffling still? And like, I don't know. I kind of resolved to me. Weird to me, right? I would, I would, I, kind of... I would boil it down to this. As long as you make Star Wars content that makes me more or less feel like a kid again, <laughs> I don't even really care. That's a good point. That's true. <laughs> I mean, unless you get something That's like Resistance, which was just so <laughs> bad right. that you could only enjoy it it's if you like, were five. Don't treat me like a child, but make me feel like a kid. Like, yes. That's a very... Correct. I don't know how you do that. Resistance treated me like a yes. child, and I couldn't watch right. it because it was like, this is yeah. silly. But like, make me feel like I felt when I was a kid and I first came across this stuff, and I was just like wide-eyed and wonderstruck. Yeah. And as a... F- almost 40 year old man I'm over here like you know yeah Luke Skywalker like yeah yeah like that's hey that's the magic we want and it's like we're suckers for and, it and they know it and it's okay and I'm okay <laughs> and I'm okay with them trying to do that again and with something new right which they're gonna have to do eventually yeah um, which is what like I think Skeleton they are doing. is apparently like a throwback to like they call it like the Amblin mm-hmm, like uh, the Stranger Things yeah which is a throwback to, like, to yeah. that so it's like a like the Goonies, it's like supposed to feel like that. Right. Um, which, if, that, if that's just them trying to write coattails, that's dumb. But if they do it well, that's kind of fun for Star Wars, I think. Like in early 80s, like E.T. feel, right? I don't want to end this without saying that in, in terms of next year, I'm also very much looking forward to, I believe, Severance. Oh, yeah. Season I didn't write two that down because I didn't see that on the list. Will be, I'm, sure, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's coming out next year. I hope so. Um, and then I would, I'm not certain, but, and obviously also not, terribly excited about it but I'm maybe Handmaid's Tale I don't know if that's maybe. a two year thing or not it might be early 24 at this rate maybe because it came out late 22 so middle 22 right um, but other other than that I don't know that there's too much on because t- House of the Dragon's not going to be next year no, no Andor's Westworld. not going to be next year yeah. Westworld's done um, Westworld's gone um, yeah. Rings of Power I don't think comes out until no. 2024 right so next year is a, I mean, if it wasn't for Star Wars. Yeah, it would be kind of bleak. I'd kind of be like, eh, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what I'm going to be watching. Yep. So that's a good place to end it. We look forward to uh, returning in 2023 with uh, hopefully uh, some of these shows. Definitely we'll start with The Last of Us on January 15th on HBO. Um, we'll start with that one and go from there.